AEP's work relies heavily on materials, and any issues getting supplies has the potential to impact customers. Right now, the flow of material coming in, it's basically, we're saying it's hand to mouth. It's coming off the truck and it's going straight into our construction crews to go out in the field. As the supply chain crisis continues, the company is facing new realities. I was hoping a year ago that we might start to see a decline in the problems, but quite honestly, it's almost the other way around. I think they're even growing, and I believe this is a multi-year issue before it really gets back to more of a steady state that we had experienced previously. On this episode of Connected, the AEP Employee Podcast, making changes to adapt to supply chain constraints. Better forecasting, better predictability on what your needs are is something that I think we're going to have to adjust and we are adjusting to in real time to be able to meet the long-term objectives in our capital spending plans. Plus, why supply chain leaders at every electric utility company are concerned about distribution transformers. Thank you for joining us. I'm Bailey Coltheis. In order for materials to be at the right place at the right time, a number of things have to happen. And if something goes wrong, it's a bit like a domino falling. It causes the next block to fall, and then the next, and then the next. And before you know it, all the dominoes have fallen. We've seen this play out in the supply chain during the coronavirus pandemic. There were product shortages because of trouble getting raw materials. There were shipping backlogs because there weren't enough truck drivers to move the goods. And these problems continue to pile up. The supply chain issues we thought would end last year have continued into this year. And now it's likely they'll carry over into next year and even 2024. No company is immune to what's happening, including AEP. We're adapting as these supply chain issues linger. I sat down with Craig Rhodes, AEP's chief procurement officer, to talk about how the supply chain crisis is impacting our business now and how it's fundamentally changing the way we'll do business in the future. I have to say, this supply chain stuff, I have never been so interested in the supply chain in my entire life. Well, it's definitely interesting times. Why are we experiencing supply chain issues right now? Well, I think it's really multifaceted, and I think it's almost like whack-a-mole. There's multiple issues. It's not just one issue that is fundamentally causing the problems. And, and some of these actually go back and we're starting to develop before the pandemic. But when COVID came, that really accelerated some of the issues. And then when we started to come back from the shutdowns in 2021, you started to see some major changes in how the general flow of materials were. And I think from that standpoint, we're seeing issues relative to raw materials not being available, to not having enough labor in some of the manufacturing facilities, to problems with transportation, getting some of the material uh, manufactured and shipped on time. So there's just a lot of issues that really cross multiple industries, but it's specifically hitting us pretty hard in the utility industry. Yeah. So are supply chain issues impacting AAP's ability to do business? I would say yes, they are, in that they're requiring us to do business a little bit differently. I'm hopeful that we are not having any major impacts on our customers, but I'm confident we are in some areas where we're having uh, some problems getting maybe like subdivisions hooked up. But it really, I don't think, is that visible to our customers yet. And hopefully it won't be. I think if we work hard and plan accordingly, we can work through these issues. But it is impacting our work to some degree. And I think we're going to continue to see that as we go forward. I think these issues 
I was hoping a year ago that we might start to see a decline in the problems, but quite honestly, it's almost the other way around. I think they're even growing, and I believe this is a multi-year issue before it really gets back to more of a steady state that we had experienced previously. Wow, that that is not optimistic. Because I think a lot of people had hoped that they would kind of alleviate, like you said, last year, and then it's been, well, things will improve in 2022. Yeah, I'm sort of going back to the timeline. Uh, you know, I think back to how this is all developed. And, and quite honestly, we had had a really stable supply chain in our industry for decades. And then we got into the March, April time frame, and when the pandemic first started, and everybody was talking about supply chains in the broader industry. But last spring, what I think we really saw is the bigger picture global economy and what was occurring and the impacts that had on all of the, I'll say the secondary and third tertiary suppliers to our supplier. So for an example, uh, suppliers having trouble getting their component parts. And we started seeing it last spring and in summer that some of the issues that we started really seeing that had long-term impacts. It wasn't just that a plant got shut down because of COVID for a few weeks. It was, there just wasn't enough supply going through the overall supply chain to meet the current demands. And then when you think about the utility industry, a lot of the utilities have a similar strategy. So we're all working to transition to a clean energy economy. We're working on uh, building out transmission grids to support that, doing system hardening and revitalization in our wires business. And what we're finding out, our suppliers don't have the extra capacity or labor to be able to support that. And so we're seeing in quite a few different categories, long-term supply constraints. We can get items, they just take a long time to get. Let's say, for example, one of the biggest things we see is just a distribution pad mount transformer. That's one of the biggest issues in the industry. Where normally we could get them in three weeks, are now, quite honestly, they're almost, uh, if you ordered a new order, if they even take it, might be two years before you could get it. Because the production capacity in the whole industry is at full capacity and orders are placed and they're not taking in new orders. So you basically have to work on the allocated slots that you've got with your key suppliers today. And as I talk to my peers across the industry, we've been involved with the EI committee of our chief procurement officers. That's the number one issue right now is distribution pad mount transformers or and smaller overhead transformers. But we're seeing the same thing in wire, especially aluminum wire, AMI meters, and then the transmission materials are starting to see that. They're longer lead times, but we're seeing really limited capacity and only a certain slots that we can have for the next couple of years. So, again, I think this leads to this is a longer term issue that's going to take us a while to, to work through as an industry and as a company. How are we changing or how have we had to change to operate in what is essentially this new world of limited supply chain? First of all, I'll go back to we're going to have to plan longer. Better forecasting, better predictability on what your needs are is something that I think we're going to have to adjust and we are adjusting to in real time to be able to meet the long-term objectives in our capital spending plans. We've also had to sort of work through supplier risk. We were you know, very focused on price and make sure that we're trying to get the best price that we can. But as you think through that, we've had to balance that with the operational risk, and it, that dynamics change quite a bit, where we may have had only one or two suppliers. Uh, we may need to expand those and look for additional supply base because 
well, we're seeing his orders being canceled and or their commitments not being met. So you have to almost place multiple bets, so to speak, to make sure that we meet our needs. We're also going to need to increase the level of communications. That's one of the things I've been talking to my staff about throughout this last year is you can't over-communicate. And that means up and down our organization, across to our customers, you know, developers, we've got to communicate there to make sure they know that the lead times are longer. And then we've got to work back through our suppliers. So that whole value chain in the supply base, we've got to be able to understand and talk up and down that to be able to provide good information so people can make good business decisions. So I think we're adapting in real time. And with some of that, we have to do some prioritization and figure out what's the most critical needs. And I think we're doing that at the front line. So we're getting ready to enter storm season and more specifically, hurricane season starts in June. How are you feeling going into our big restoration season? Well, we're not feeling real comfortable, but we're feeling better in that we're seeing more stable flow. It's not, again, meeting our needs or we'd like to really increase inventory in some cases, but we're not able to. But the concern is, we saw a little bit this last summer when there's a event that happens somewhere in the U.S., some of that supply gets redirected to those companies that are at greatest uh, peril. And that can have impacts on some of our shipments. And going back to, there's no margin in the uh, supply chain. So some of our wire and some of our transformers got redirected last year to Entergy to help support them in their service restoration. We have that same exposure going into this year. And so I think as an industry, as I talk to some of my peers, that is our biggest concern is how big the storm season is, how that impacts our flow. But we're going to have to you know, just continue to work with everything we have to prioritize. And some of our um, opcos have actually sequestered some material, so they have it available for storms. But if we have a really big event, I think that's where uh, we get uh, concerned and how much support we'll get from other companies is gonna be an issue. It's always good to be part of the AEP family because our geographic breadth, we have some diversity there. And also we can move equipment uh, between our operating companies if we need to, and that, that helps a lot too. What do employees need to be mindful of when it comes to how the supply chain is impacting them? Are there things that they can do to help with this issue? I think just have this all top of mind. Be concerned about it, thinking about it proactively. You know, for example, our fleet's being impacted. We're having trouble receiving some of the vehicles that we had placed orders for. And I know our team, um, I was talking to Tim Galecki uh, our director of fleet operations, and he has made a decision not to sell some of the vehicles we had coming off service and we were going to take to auction just to help as backups. And we're doing the same thing around refurbishing transformers and just thinking through every option we have. And, you know, example of that was when there was some ice storm there hit Kentucky and APCO. We had additional splices brought in to help us think through. And maybe there's some locations where we historically would have replaced that wire, we would say, hey, let's salvage that and put some splices in and reuse that wire. It may not be optimal, but in this supply-constrained world, we need to make that kind of call and decision. And so I think as you think through your daily job, just know that we have constraints that are going to be with us for a while and try to reserve and hold as much of the material as you can 
not to scrap anything that's got a potential value and making sure that we're mindful that we might not be able to meet all of our needs throughout this year and maybe future years. And so I think we all got to be mindful of that and think through and be careful. We just don't fall into the way we did business in the past. We got to be thinking how we need to do it in the future and be more thoughtful about what we what we do use. So I want to talk about when we think when you think the supply chain is going to improve. There's probably an optimistic version or an optimistic idea date of when the supply chain is going to improve. And then there's also a little bit more of a realistic kind of preparing for bumps in the roads outlook. So what is your outlook on this? I'm not an economist, but what I, I'm seeing, there are some signs of relief. I see steel prices have dropped down almost uh, 25% here in the last month or two. And I see the ports are starting to get the boats um, unloaded quicker. But at the end of the day, what I keep hearing is the biggest constraint is labor. And that some of our manufacturers, we talk to them, they would love to have more resources to help them increase production. But it's not out there. And what's happening is just a lot of churn. People are moving between jobs and it's going to depend on each category, but these issues are going to be with us for two, three more years for things would even catch up. For example, you know, our AMI meters, which we used to be able to get in half a year or less, are now over a year lead time, and we haven't had orders that may go much longer than that. But part of that's to do the chip shortage. But there are new plants coming online, investments being made in semiconductor manufacturing. But you just think through how many vehicles haven't been manufactured or the flow of material going through and sort of rebalancing. So where you might see one issue start to resolve itself, I think we've still got others that um, may take a, a longer period of time. And I think could definitely be a headwind against us uh, for over the next uh, two, maybe three years until we get back to uh, a more stable environment. What else do you think is important for me or the listeners to know about what's happening with the supply chain and its impact on AEP? You know, I think, generally speaking, across AEP, people have been very understanding around the issues and uh, not been finger-pointing or blaming, because this is an issue that is not just for AEP. It's not just uh, in our industry. We're seeing it across multiple industries. We've done a good job of managing it so far. I wish I could say it had peaked and it's now all going to get better. I think in some cases we're seeing what I call a new norm of flow and it may not be exactly the amount of material we'd like, but we are seeing a more steady state of flow of material. Quite honestly, we have done a really good job as an organization I talked to some of my peers. We've had some industry meetings with the EEI. At times, I thought initially maybe this was something that was uh, AEP was experiencing more than others. I'm quite honestly, I'm seeing data that suggests that we're doing as good a job, if not better, than almost all of our peers at trying to plan and work around this. And um, I think that's always been what I've seen at AEP in my near 40 years of career is when the tough or things get tough, we get in and we start working really hard together and we um, we solve the problems. And that's what I'm seeing right now is we're working hard, putting a lot of long hours in, but we're working to get this taken care of. So I think to have the opportunity to be able to talk through this with you and hopefully help people better understand what the issues are in our supply chain. Thank you to Craig Rhodes for speaking with me for this story. 
there's something happening at AEP that you'd like to know more about, send us an email at podcast at aep.com and we'll check it out. Thank you for listening and stay safe.